our world is facing a dilemma at the moment. Uh, it's facing in a dilemma of integrity. <clears throat> I want to talk to you now the moral issue, moral issue confronting Christians of dishonesty. Dishonesty is a huge issue in our society today. Uh, in fact, we've come to a place where dishonesty is actually morally okay uh, because we've, we've succeeded in changing many things in our society. And now it, it's okay to be dishonest. That's just part of life. And um, the problem for the church is that the church moves with the world. And so as the world has moved into dishonesty, the church keeps kind of a buffer zone between itself and the world. But as the, as the world has moved into dishonesty, we've moved with it. And God does not set the standard for us as just being better than the world. The standard for us is that we're to uh, line up with him and what he wants. And <clears throat> we need to, from time to time, check ourselves and see how affected are we being, how, how much are we being affected by the world? Um, survey done uh, amongst U.S. high school students is interesting. 30,000 students and um, 30% admitted to stealing from a store within the past year. Now, you know what? I think some of these figures are probably right across the board. I wouldn't think they're very different here. Uh, They they might be a little different, but I think they'd be right across the board. 23% said they stole something from a parent or a relative. 20% confessed that they stole something from a friend. Uh, In the same survey... Uh, addressing the subject of lying, 42% said that they sometimes lie to save money, and 83% confessed they lied to a parent about something significant. And again, the survey revealed the following about cheating. 64% cheated on a test during the past year, and 38% cheated uh, two or more times. Now, here's the amazing thing about this survey. When they were asked um, how did they think of themselves as far as being moral was concerned, or as far as being ethical is concerned, 93% said that they were satisfied with their personal ethics and character. Something doesn't figure. <clears throat> Something just doesn't add up. And 77% said uh, that when it comes to doing what is right, they are better than most people they know. So the figures just don't add up. And here's what you've got. You've got an idea uh, of honesty that is far from anything that the Bible has now in our day. And <clears throat> we are children of our age. We are affected by the world around us. And we've got to check ourselves and see where we stand. Let me give you some, some, some stories here. A minister wound up a service, the service one morning by saying, next Sunday I'm going to preach on the subject of liars, and in this connection I would like you all to read the 17th chapter of Mark. The next Sunday the preacher rose to begin and said, now all of you who have done as I requested and read the 17th chapter of Mark, please raise your hands. Nearly every hand in the congregation went up. Very good, said the preacher. You are precisely the people I wish to speak to this morning. There is no 17th chapter of Mark. (laughs) Um, uh, In Boston, a minister noticed a group of young boys standing around a small dog, stray dog. What are you doing, boys? Telling lies, said one of the boys. The one who tells the biggest lie gets the dog. Why, when I was your age, the shocked minister said, I never even thought of telling a lie. The boys looked at one another, a little crestfallen. Finally, one of them shrugged and said, I guess he wins the dog. <laughs> um, on October, this is true, on October 28, 1987, the rear door of a Metropolitan Incorporated armored car swung open on Interstate 71 in Columbus, Ohio. Bags of cash were dumped on the highway. Moments later, 200 people converged on the site. One person had a video camera and taped the free-for-all. Company officials and police refused to say how much money was lost, but sources indicated it was more than one million. One man turned in nearly $57,000 that he had said that he said he found in a single bag. He was about the only one that turned in cash. 
Now what happened there? People got the money and it was a bonanza for them. You see, 70% of people will steal from somebody who won't miss it. And a security company won't miss it. So it's no problem for us to steal from them. <clears throat> By the way, Christians are no better. We can do a double take on stuff. Uh, <clears throat> after the Los Angeles riots, Steve Futterman of CBC Radio broadcast an interview that he had with one of the riots, many looters. The man had been one of the crowd of people who, lo- who had looted a record store. When asked what he had stolen, the man replied, gospel tapes, I love Jesus. Now, <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's funny. That's hilarious. And yet it indicates a pretty serious problem that we have. And a pretty serious problem that God is upset with. Now, to our text here, chapter 6 of Proverbs, and verse 19, verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, and feet that are swift to running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Seven things that are an abomination to the Lord, that God looks down on and he hates. Now, here's the thing. What's acceptable to our society is not acceptable to our God. And far from the world leading us, we're the salt and light. We're supposed to lead the world. We're supposed to have a totally different standard in mind. We're supposed to have God's standard in mind. And we need to constantly be checking ourselves because we are infected. We are affected by the world. That's a word of prayer. Father, would you bless us tonight as we look to your word. Help us, Lord, uh, to lay hold upon truth. And Lord, let truth have impact upon us. And oh, Lord, I pray, Lord, make LifeGate Bible Baptist Church, or a church where we believe in honesty, where we believe uh, in truth, where we believe in doing the right thing. And, oh, Lord, may it be that we're noted for it and that we have a salt and a light effect upon the world. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, so this kind of dishonesty is is everywhere in our society. Let me throw out some things that are are somewhat closer to home that will actually uh, maybe impact us more. Uh, One of the things in our society that's a huge issue is lying to insurance companies, uh, being dishonest to get a gain. We, We live in what's called a claim culture. You know, so you can actually get a claim out of something. You know, you can, you can <clears throat> uh, manufacture an issue. You can lie on the form. You can uh, do all kinds of things and get money out of the insurance company. Now, remember, the insurance company, again, is a nameless body. So if you do that, it's okay. You don't have to be honest with them. Uh, welfare. <clears throat> we, we, we live in a welfare state. It's the state. You're not taking it out of anybody's pocket. Uh, it's the welfare state. It's okay uh, for you to work and earn an income and go and sign on the sheet and say, no, I am not working. I am free for work. No, it's not. That's, that's dishonesty. That's lying. Lying to the government is lying. Being dishonest with the government is dishonest. And by the way, you watch and see what happens if they catch you. They will treat it as fraud and they will go after it. So will insurance company. They catch you lying, and they will actually treat it as fraud, and they will go after you. And so, you know, you got to understand those things are are, are not <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, what about in your work? You you commit uh, to doing a certain number of hours of work per week for the boss, and um, <clears throat> then you only do half them. And I realize there are all kinds of scams that go on in workplaces. You know, there are other people that will check your time card in for you. You know, you don't have to be there; they'll actually check your time card, so you're late and you get paid for it anyway. Or you can be there on the job, but not working, messing around or working on your own stuff or or doing your own stuff. Listen, that's dishonest. 
man is paying you to work eight hours. He has a right to expect you to work eight hours. You know, and when we don't, that's a problem. What about debt? You know, when we agree to pay something and then we don't pay it. When we agree to actually uh, meet a certain obligation and then we, well, we don't pay it. That's stealing. You know, so there are all these ways where we can do it. And because we live in a society and a culture that is set in a particular way, we can very often think, well, it's okay. It's no big deal. God expects you to be honest. He expects you to be scrupulously honest. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But imagine you were behind that armored car. And you pulled up and a big bag of cash actually came into your hands. Now you need money to pay a whole bunch of stuff. What are you going to do with it? It's a blessing from heaven. God said he would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing and, and this is it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, what are you going to do with, with, with the money that's there? Isn't it tempting? But you know what you have to do is you have to be that one man that brought it back. You have to be that one man that brought it back and that actually returned it. You have to be that kind of honest. You have to be so honest that, you know, <clears throat> it's probably going to cost you in the world's eyes. But remember, we looked this morning at the fact that you know, God's in charge of it. And honesty is always the best policy. It amazes me. When you listen to any of the motivational speakers, even the, even the secular ones, the guys that are motivating you to excel and to do well and to move on, they all talk about honesty being a key issue. That it's, an, that it's a key issue that you, you can't succeed. You see, God's written some laws into the world and into the universe that, that have to be kept. And one of them is honesty. God wants us to be honest. God wants us to be a people that actually uh, <clears throat> deal straight and true. God wants you to be somebody that when somebody talks to you, they can depend upon your word. That if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. That they can expect honesty from you. Do you realize what a tragedy it is when a believer gets a name for not being honest? And they do. It's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy because it's not, you're not just an average Joe. If somebody knows you're a believer, all of a sudden there's a huge high standard set in their minds for you. It's amazing the things that unbelievers can tell you that you can't do because you're a believer. They have an opinion of Christianity. They have an idea of the things you can't do. And they're fully sure that because you're a Christian, you're going to be different. And then when you live the same or less than them, you know what? That's a tragedy. That really is a tragedy. That, that, that ruined testimony is really a tragedy. You need to be honest. You need to be honest to the point of painful. Because you're not just looking after your name. You have a family name to keep. You're a Christian. That's a little Christ. That's somebody who bears the name of Christ. You bear him and bear his name everywhere you go. You've got to be honest. As you carry his name, you've got to be honest, right? Now, the problem with dishonesty, <clears throat> first of all, in general, it's condemned by God's word, right? <clears throat> we don't have to really look at that. Uh, we can look at the Ten Commandments, Proverbs 6 we've looked at. Uh, we can look in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, we'll look there later on. Dishonesty is condemned in the word of God. It is just out of hand, condemned. God does not accept it. God does not uh, allow for it at all. Uh, he expects you to be honest. Uh, secondly, um, <clears throat> common wisdom tells us that honesty is the best policy. Let me give you some quotes here. Uh, false words are not only evil in themselves, but they inflect, infect the soul with evil. That's Socrates. 
the least initial deviation from the truth is multiplied later a thousandfold Aristotle. Now, listen, he's picking a, a real important principle there for you. You know, you tell one lie and get away with it. What does it do to you? It makes it easier to tell the next one. And it makes it easier to tell the next one. And you can end up uh, with, you, you ever meet somebody and, you know, they're telling you lies and you, you know they're telling you lies and, you know, they tell you lies that are just dumb. They don't have to tell you lies. Not even any benefit to them. They just get to the place where they spin off yarns all the time and, the, and they get to a place where they really don't know what truth is anymore. What, what's right and what's wrong. They've gotten themselves so caught up uh, in a fog of deceit that they don't know what truth is anymore. And the problem is that when you start lying, it's real easy for you to go further with it. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said, honesty is the first chapter of the book of wisdom. Isn't that interesting? It's the first chapter of the book of wisdom. You can't be wise and not be honest. Abraham Lincoln said, no man has a good enough memory to make a successful liar. Now you think about it. You lie to one person, right? And then you're talking to somebody else and the situation is different, so you tell them something else. And then you lie to somebody else and you tell them something else. And then you come back to the first person and you can't remember what it was that you told them. It's hard work keeping the lies going. It is, it, listen, it's more stress on you than, than, than uh, you can bear. Uh, <clears throat> lying is just, it, it, it's just, out. it's really not a help to us. And then in particular, it destroys reputations. Once you're caught lying, stealing, or cheating, uh, you will rarely be trusted again. Let me ask you, how many of you would trust Bill Clinton? <laughs> Everybody knows, listen, what, what is it? You know, he's a liar. And, and I realize in the world he seems to get along, but you know what? Uh, <clears throat> He's a liar. He's been caught in a lie, so he's untrustworthy. He can't be trusted. And the same is always true about you when you're caught in a lie. The next time somebody's asking you, do they expect you to tell the truth? Not hardly. They're thinking, you know what? They lied to me before. They'll probably lie to me again. And once you get get a reputation for that, people come to the place where they can't deal with you. Where they don't want to deal with you. Because you're lying. And they don't know what's truth and what lies, so they just don't want to deal with you at all. You, you, you get kicked to the curb. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> people begin to look at you and to question what you're saying, expecting you to lie. Even if you do it for someone or with someone, you prove yourself untrustworthy. You, know, <clears throat> you can't pass on somebody else's lie. You know, by the way, parents, don't ever do this. This is wrong. I'll tell you a little, little story from our home when we were kids growing up, right? You know, uh, isn't it easy for a parent to send a child sometimes to, to tell somebody they don't want to talk to that they're not in? Right? <clears throat> now, that's a lie, and you're involving a child in the lie. That's really doubly wrong. Anyway, let me tell you the story from, 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 from my home. Um, my, my parents had to go somewhere together. For, it was only for a very short time. We were very young. I think my brother was 10 or 12, somewhere around there. And we were left in the house together, right? And um, <clears throat> he was told, they were just going out for a few minutes, and he was told, he was given strict instructions that if anybody called to the door, they were not to be let in. If anybody asked where, they, where my mother was, they were to say she was in the bath. He was to say she was in the bath. So, all right and fine. Uh, the phone rang, and John answered the phone, and um, <clears throat> they asked him, where, 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 where's your mother? And he said, she's in the bath. And then he asked, is your father there? And John, thinking on his feet, decided, well, he's in the bath too, right? <laughs> so you can imagine the, uh, the phone that was poked at them uh, over that one. But what happens is, you, you set a kid up 
for a life of deception by doing that kind of stuff. That's not on. Now, let me say this too. You don't have to answer every question people ask you straight out. Um, If somebody asks you, you can say, I don't want to say. My mother-in-law is pretty good. Uh, She will say to people, now, why do you want to know? (laughs) That kind of ends the conversation there somewhere. Why do you need to know? Um, But you don't have to answer every question uh, outright. But you don't have the option of being dishonest. That's not an option for you. You know, get a name for being honest. Don't lie in the small things. Don't, don't pretend. You see, lying destroys reputations. <clears throat> it demolishes families and friendships. Relationships depend on trusting one another. Oh, we've got to be able to trust one another. You know, <clears throat> you've got to be able to trust me. I've got to be able to trust you if we're going to have a relationship. If I can't trust you, I don't want to have a relationship with you. I don't want to be in a place where, you know, you're going to say something to me that's not true and I'll take it in and I end up getting caught on it. I just just don't want that. And nobody does. You know, when trust breaks down in a marriage and people don't trust each other, even in the basic area of telling the truth to each other, you know what? Listen, you're in trouble. You're in deep trouble. I mean, that's a relationship that's failing, that's breaking down. It destroys uh, relationships. Uh, Anne Landers said this. She said, if you marry a man who cheats on his wife, you'll be married to a man who cheats on his wife. <clears throat> you know, and isn't that true? Don't, don't we somehow think, you know, that somebody's going to re- reform? They don't reform. You know, <clears throat> people stay as they are. If somebody's willing to cheat with you, they'll cheat on you. That's the, the, that's the reality of it. And even if we lie <clears throat> for one another, we are undermining that trust. We're actually undermining that trust. It disrupts workplaces. Some believe that lying, cheating, stealing is necessary to conduct business. Right? You'll hear that. You'll enter into places where that's considered to be true, that lying and cheating and stealing is necessary to conduct business. But if I'm willing to lie for you, how do you know that I won't lie to you? Same for cheating and stealing. If I'm willing to tell a lie for you, how do you know that I, know that I won't lie uh, to you? Here's something. Sometimes in the workplace you get a culture of, Let's lie to the customers. Just, just tell them these lies. And, um, you know. Now, here's the problem for an employer that does that. Universally, the workers that he uses and tells them to lie to the customers will also lie to him. Because once it starts, it starts. That's the way it is. Now, you may be in a job or in a workplace where it's expected of you to lie. You've got to say, I'm not doing that. You say, but I'll get fired. Well, then get fired. But don't sacrifice your integrity for a paycheck. It's just not worth it to you. And you know, uh, the truth is that even somebody who's not all that honest themselves actually respects somebody who is honest. It's kind of a strange thing. How many men, uh, in, in the film Courageous, the, um, <clears throat> the guy is given a job, and he's told they're going to give him this um, super job, this, this job as a foreman, but one of the things he has to do is he have to, has to sign off on sheets that are wrong. He has to actually take it and sign off on the sheets and say there's, there's, there's less stuff there than there is. And so he agonizes over because he desperately needed the job. And finally he goes into the boss and he says to him, listen, I won't do it. I can't do it. And the boss says, then you're just the man I'm looking for. Somebody who's honest. I've been searching for somebody who's honest all along. And he actually gives them the job. You see, honesty is a valuable commodity. You can't afford to lose it. And remember that even if you lose your job, 
uh, because you're honest. You've got a God in heaven that watches over you, and he'll look after you. You'll be okay. Listen, you're not going to be less because you do right. <clears throat> Don't worry about that one. You need to do right. You need to, <clears throat> you need to be honest. The problem of dishonesty in the form of lying, cheating, and stealing is really self-evident. Only those blinded by pride and greed can deny the harmful effects of dishonesty. <clears throat> but we find a solution for dishonesty in the Word of God. Now, look with me at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true lying, true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying... Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Right now, well, what's the answer to lying and to dishonesty? It's put off the old man and put on the new man. Become the person that God wants you to be. Become the person that's going to be a person of integrity, that's going to speak truth, not lies. And what does that mean? That means you need a whole new mindset. And the Spirit of God brings to your life after you're saved a whole new mindset, a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of looking at it. It's a whole new way for you to live. It's different completely to the old way. And he says to you, listen, don't lie anymore. Don't tell lies. You need to be truthful. You need to speak the truth. You need to speak the truth in love, but you need to speak the truth. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the old man may have lied by nature. That was just the way of it. But when you come into the new life, put that off. That's not worthy of the new man. Jesus Christ doesn't lie, and he doesn't want you lying either. Jesus Christ <clears throat> you know, doesn't tell fibs. Jesus Christ doesn't flatter people. He doesn't want you doing it either. He wants you speaking the truth. He wants you to be a person that people can look in the eye and they can say, you know what, I can trust this guy. This is one of Jesus' people. I can trust him. I can depend upon him to be honest with me. He wants you to be that kind of person that, 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 that can be trusted. He does not want you stealing. You know, the old man was on the take all the time. The old man always was, was looking for something that, that could add to him, something he could take. But the new man is different. He doesn't take, he gives. He labors with his hand, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. The old man be, the, was a taker. The new man becomes a giver. It's a whole different thing. And we've got to understand that God wants us to change. God wants us to be different. God wants us to, to let the new man in and let the new man have his way in our life so that, so that we're completely different, so that we're not <clears throat> just uh, remanufacturing the old ways. We're to be a people that speak truth. We're to be a people that are honest. We're to be a people that look at the situation completely differently. And you see, there's to be that change. You know, how often do we hear of somebody who became a born-again believer and they became a born-again believer because they were in trouble and they needed a, needed a quick fix to get them out of trouble? You hear it in the news all the, all the time. But, but 
when you become a Christian, there are fundamental changes that happened. It's under new management now. You ever see a restaurant? Restaurant closes down and it's under new management. They, they don't mean it's just the same as it used to be, but somebody else owns it. They mean it's completely different. They want you to know it's completely different now. You know, everything's changed. It's fixed up. It's, it looks better. The, the food's better. Everything's better because it's under new management now. When you get saved, you're now under new management. Everything's supposed to be better. Everything's supposed to be different. And you've got, you've got <clears throat> a standard to live up to. You're supposed to be the new man. You're supposed to look different. You're supposed to uh, <clears throat> make it all different in your life. Right? <clears throat> um, you put away lying. Now, now listen, here's what will help you put away lying, right? This is, oh, this is cruel. This is hard. But, you know, you get saved and you come to the new situation and, you know, oftentimes it doesn't all drop away as quick as you'd like it to be. But every time you lie, go back and say, listen, I need to say something to you. What I told you wasn't true. It was a lie. Now, you say, oh, I would die. Yeah, you might die on that one. But you know what will happen? You'll actually be an honest person, and people will know you're an honest person. You know, your man can't tell you a lie. If he tells you a lie, he has to come back and tell you he told you a lie. You'll actually become an honest person. But put away lying. Stop doing it. It's not worthy of the child of God. You're supposed to be different now. I don't care what the world does. I don't care what your friends and work say is okay. I don't care what your family say. What does God say? He says you're supposed to be honest now. You're supposed to speak the truth. Uh, You're supposed to stop stealing, stop pilfering. You're supposed to be different. told you the story about... um, His name is gone from me. Uh, It doesn't matter. I can't remember his name. We won't tell the story. But the thing is that when it comes to work, you're under new management. You're different You're supposed to work like a new person. You're supposed to give yourself to your job and give yourself to your boss. He's bought your time off you. You're supposed to uh, take that time and work hard at it. He's supposed to be able to look at you and say, you know, there's somebody that works. There's somebody that actually actually does what they said, what I've employed them to do. He's supposed to look at you and see somebody different. You're You're not robbing from Listen, there may be a culture in your place, there are culture in, oftentimes in jobs of, you know, thieving. And, and here's the problem. When it becomes the culture uh, of a company or of a workplace, everybody does it and nobody thinks it's wrong. I remember working on the, on the trains and um, <clears throat> this years ago when I was a kid in school, we used to work on the trains, we used to work on the dining cars and the trains. And, you know, there was a culture amongst the, amongst the, the people that were in charge that it was okay to steal. It was, just, it was just part of the job. Now, I, <clears throat> it, it got blown up one time, and lots of people got fired and so on because the uh, CIA found out about it. But it was just the culture. They, they just did it all the time. Everybody knew they did it. Nobody, nobody even questioned it because it was just the way of life. And that's what happens. Uh, it, it becomes the culture. But you know what? It may be the culture of your job, but you're not part of that culture. You're a Christian. You're part of a different culture, and you say, no, I won't be involved in this. I'm not having anything to do with this. You say, but man, they're going to be mad at me. They may be mad at you, but God will be happy with you. Listen, you need to please him, not them. But you need to be different. Uh, You need to speak the truth. You need to be honest. You need to love all men. You know, you don't lie, steal, or cheat from those that you love. Isn't there a saying, there's honor among thieves? That, you know, thieves have friends too, and amongst amongst their friends, their real friends, you know what, listen, they, they, they don't lie and cheat and steal. Um, and, and, you know, the truth is that 
when you're lying and cheating and sin, it's a lack of love. And you're supposed to love. The Bible says you're to love all men. The Bible says you're even to love your enemies. You're supposed to love. You're not supposed to steal. You're not supposed to cheat. <clears throat> you're supposed to pursue what's good. <clears throat> both for, for ourselves and for all. You see, if we would take this on board, that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, what does it mean to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world? Well, we're to have a preserving influence and we're to illuminate the world. Now you say, hang on a minute, pastor. We're just a, you know, a few dozen people meeting here in a church in Tala. What do you think we are? Do you think we're going to go out and change the world? Well, Jesus does. Because that's what he taught. He said, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You're supposed to impact the society around you. You're supposed to impact the people that you have influence on. And you're supposed to impact them by being different. You see, in a society that's getting more and more wicked, it's very easy for us to go with it. But we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to have that salt and light effect that shows up what's wrong. Listen, in your job, there may be a culture where everybody kind of uh, looks, looks after each other and somebody else will, 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 you know, will punch your card for you if you're not in on time or you know, <clears throat> it's okay to take certain stuff and bring it home with you and that, that's fine. And uh, Now, the boss hasn't agreed it, but everybody else has agreed it amongst themselves. Just don't tell the boss. You know, and you go in and you say, look, I'm not doing that anymore. That's wrong. I'm not going to be involved in that anymore. Now, listen... You know what happens? You become salt and light in the situation. You, you, you become a dangerous person around them. But what you're doing is you're showing them there's a different standard. And listen, do tell them why. Because God wouldn't be happy with it. Don't just leave it with the boss. Make sure they understand. Because you know what? People today have no idea who God is. And part of the reason why they have no idea who God is is because Christians don't tell them who God is. But listen... <clears throat> You stop going with the culture of your job and start making a difference. Start being different and start living a different way. <clears throat> you see, we have got to provide a different pattern for our society because it's failing badly. We can't just go with it. We've got to be different. You can't afford to lie. I've heard people, t people tell lies to save their own skin that were just incredible. And you know what? It's wrong. It's wicked. And it ought not to be even named amongst us. We're supposed to be different. Um, <clears throat> in conclusion then, how much better, how much more pleasant would life be if everyone lived honest lives? Wouldn't it be great? If everybody you met, you could depend upon, listen, they're, they're being honest with me. What he's saying to me is straight. That's the truth. I don't have to wonder about it. I don't have to question. But I don't have to wonder what his ulterior motive is. I don't wonder what he's trying to uh, get out of me. But he's actually being true and honest with me. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that make for a whole different uh, situation? No lying, cheating, stealing. Uh, following the principles taught by Jesus and his apostles. <clears throat> uh, you know, in fact, all the moral issues that we've looked at. If, we, if we, we could actually say, you know, if we had lived in a society that actually did those things, that did right in those things, it would change society. Now, you know what? We're not going to change society by, going, by getting elected to the doll. Do you understand that? That's not going to happen. Politically, we won't have that kind of power. It's just not going to happen. But you know what? We can change society by influencing the people around us. 
the best way for you to change society is for you to be a real Christian. For you to be somebody who really is the, the real deal. Be somebody who actually is living right. Too often, Christians are living just like the world. Oh, listen, a little, bit, a little bit better then. But just like the world, don't do it. You need to live different. You need to be honest. You may not have been honest before you were saved. You may have come from a background where lying was just part and parcel of life. That's the old man. The new man is different. Let God change you and make you the kind of person that is honest. The kind of person that people can look to and say, that is an honest man. And you know what? You'll have a testimony that's so different from the rest if you do that. It might cost you some. But you know, ultimately, you're going to gain by doing it. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of being Christians and having your power and your hand in our lives to work in us and to change us. Oh, blessed spirit of the living God, work on us now. Lord, we don't want to hear the word and go, yes, and walk away without being affected by a blessed spirit of the living God. Would you work in hearts and lives now? Every head is bowed and every eye is closed, but God is speaking to us. God is dealing with us, and God has spoken to you. There's some area of your life, and you would say, listen, I'm dishonest in this area of my life. I've been dishonest in this area of my life. Some area of your life, and you would say, listen, I've not been truthful and honest here, but God has shown me, and I'm going to change it. Would you lift your hand? Amen. Amen. Are there others? I realize that's a tough one to answer. I realize you don't want to raise your hand and embarrass yourself. But you know what? Raising your hand and owning it is a key issue as far as you'd come to the place where you're going to really change it. Anybody else? God has dealt with you. There's some area of your life and you would say, listen, pastor, pray for me. I've been dishonest in this area. Pray for me. I want to change it. I want to be different from now on. Anybody else? Now, Father in heaven, we do thank you, Lord, for your word to us. Thank you for those that have raised a hand that have been touched by it. And all blessed spirit of the living God, would you come down? Would you take each one, Lord, and would you shake them loose of the deception that makes lying and stealing okay? Lord, would you take all of us and, Lord, lift us, lift the standard for everyone in this room, Lord, that we would look to you and that we would be truly honest, that we would be truly straight with you. Oh, blessed Spirit of the living God, would you enable us, because we can't do it by ourselves. And now would you make us a people that are honest and true and that are known to be and that have a testimony that's so different to the society around us. Now, Lord, we're, we're, we're asking it of you. We're not able, but you are. Lord, would you do it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.